you ever been doing something? Have you ever been somewhere, enjoying a moment, embracing the times, embracing fellowship? Good morning, Luana. And then something happens to you, and all, and it seems like all at once, life gets snatched out of you. Like in the at the at the, at the family reunion, at the barbecue, at the cookout, at the movie theater. Whatever something happens today, we're gonna talk about what triggers you. So I was perusing through some of the chapters of my book, and I opened the book, and it politely landed somewhere on chapter six. And I started reading a little bit of it. I flipped back to the first part of the chapter, and I started reading back over it. And I started reading the chapter, and I'm just gonna talk about something here for a little bit and just kind of give you a, a, a share some or share an experience with you and then we'll t- we'll go from there so back when I was a teenager and I'm not going to focus much on what happened other in, in order to but I'm, I'm going to share enough uh, for us to get to where we need to be today so when I was 15 years old young teen I was molested by my pastor and it was a very difficult time for me as you can imagine a very stressful time for me a very painful time for me uh went through uh, just uh, a long time of, of being of being hurt and being in bondage right so one of the things that he used to do after church when when we were made to go and greet the pastor after church and this is things that happened before the molestation and this is things that also happened after the molestation uh he used to grab shake hands and when he shook hands with you he used his thumb to rub the back of your hand and before i was molested it really didn't bother me it it really didn't set into into my mind it didn't do anything to me at all i didn't feel any type of way about it but after he molested me I can vividly recall uh, how it felt uh, for him to shake my hand and then rub his thumb across the back of my hand. And uh, so after I was molested, it became something that that just irritated me. It it bothered me down to my core. It It was very painful. And for those that are coming on, we're talking about triggers today. Uh, What triggers you? So after... After the molestation, whenever uh, he would shake my hand, it would really, really bother me. It struck chords deep within me. I'm talking about struck chords deep within me. And so fast forward now uh, to uh, several years later. Uh, after being being molested, several years later, I get married. And so when my husband and I, we used to to uh, even while we were dating, but it be- it became more obvious and more painful and having more um, consequences to someone other than me. It be- it became more consequential, right? So when me and my husband started dating, but, but again, more when we became married, did it affect have a greater effect on me? We would go to the movie theater and we could be having a great time. We could be at home having a great time, chilling, whatever the case may be. Good morning, Keisha. Good morning, Amar. Good morning, Miss Ava. And as we're sitting in the movie theater, as as we're sitting at home, just out of a sign of affection, a show of affection, 
you know, he will grab my hand. Had no problem with that. And if you think about it, it's it's sort of almost common that when you hold hands with somebody, you it's like an automatic that you would move your thumb across the back of the hand. And so my husband would hold my hand and he would rub his thumb across the back of my hand. And immediately, and I'm not talking about seconds down the road, minutes down the road. I'm talking about immediately something happened in me. Something triggered in me that made me, no matter how intimate the setting was, no matter how uh, excited I had been, I would quickly and immediately withdraw. Like it was, it was, I mean, it was crazy at how fast it happened. I would immediately withdraw. And at some point I could be in a movie theater, rather at home and just become an emotional wreck. Uh, not only with just snatching away from him, good morning, Tracy, good morning, Mika, not only snatching away from him, but going emotional crying and, and and really at for a while I didn't know what it was but there was something triggering my emotions and the the important part of the reason for me sharing this because so many times our current relationships our current relationships suffer because of triggers in our life and it doesn't have to necessarily be from being molested or being raped uh, a, a traumatic experience could be losing a mother, losing a father, losing a child. A brief definition of what a trigger is, is stress, distress, memories, or other emotions that arise from a traumatic experience. And it also, I guess it also, all of this started coming up because um, I want to help us. This is what the morning shift is. I want to help us. I had the opportunity to sit next to Councilwoman Vivian Cody. And so as we were sitting there, I could tell she was kind of getting emotional. And um, and so I asked her, I said, are you going, you know, you going to be okay? We go up and uh, I walk her up to the steps so she can, she can go up. And then, then she, she says, Hey, I'm going to call Pastor Smith up uh, so she can help me just in case I can't carry on. But anyway, long story short, the following day, I see where there's a picture of me and her standing together as we're given the proclamation and one of the responses that she gave, stay with me, if you will. One of the responses that she gave uh, to the picture that was taken of she and I is that when she stood there and her, she lost her daughter many years ago. She tragically lost her child many, many years ago. And she said that as she was standing there and I'm going somewhere, please, please bear with me. As she was standing there, she could picture herself seeing her daughter in that place. And so she had a moment where she couldn't finish reading the proclamation. And so I ended up having to, to finish reading it for her. But because of her traumatic experience, being in, in that place made her so emotional that she couldn't carry on what was before her. And so if you've never experienced something traumatic in your life, then maybe this message is not going to touch you as it would for someone who has gone through, like I said before, being molested, being raped, um, uh, tragically losing uh, a, a spouse, a, a child, uh, a parent, 
or just losing someone that you're close to in a traumatic way or it just leaves you. I mean, it's just, it's a, a huge void in your life. Okay. And it has the ability now, I'm telling you to disrupt. When we have triggers, when we have those emotional thoughts and we have those things happen to you, those triggers are, it's, it's almost close to, well, it's, it actually is the same thing as post-traumatic stress. And then some people have prolonged instances of, of post-traumatic stress that leads to post-traumatic stress disorder. Whenever those emotions and those feelings are constant over a, a 30-day period, they ha- it has the ability to affect your life. And there are some things that I want us to, I want to lead us to, to help us with these. So as I revert back to when my husband and I first got married, when I used to snatch away from him, when I used to pull away from him, when I used to just cry for no reason because something triggered, we could be watching a Lifetime movie, something triggered. We could be watching any other kind of movie, something triggered. I could go hear a story of, of a young child being molested. I could be triggered. It will trigger these emotions, things that happen that you don't plan. You can be in a mall walking down the road and boom, all of a sudden you're an emotional wreck. And what happened was I never explained to my husband what was going on for about three years. I never explained to him what was going on, what was happening to me. These triggers were negatively affecting my marriage, something that he didn't have anything to do with. He didn't have any, any, uh, you know, any intimate details of the molestation other than it occurring. And so I was holding him responsible. Good morning, fat. I was holding him responsible for something he didn't do. And I was causing moments of intimacy, moments of affection, moments of happiness, moments of joy to be uh, basically ransacked because I didn't have, I couldn't, I couldn't get a hold of my emotions. So I want to encourage us today that whenever these things, and I would always, we would go home, we would ride home from the movies in complete silence, you know, or I would just go into silent mode, didn't talk. Uh, he would ask me what was going on and I'd lie and say nothing. Good morning, Quatoria. Good morning, Danielle. I would lie and say nothing. Or it was much easier for me to put the blame on him being insensitive. Come here, Smith. It was much easier for me to put the blame on him for being insensitive, for him not being understanding when it was none of that. And we try to rationalize our behavior whenever triggers do come up, whenever we are, are, are triggered and when, when, whenever our emotions go awry, we, we quickly try to, again, put the blame on someone else. But we do it so fast without even thinking. Just think sometimes how you respond to something, whether it's on your, on your job or not. Good morning, Josh. How you respond so quickly. Like if, if, if something happens at work, you're quick to blame your boss or you're quick to blame somebody else because that's the way we rationalize with our emotions. And so I want to encourage us, the best thing we can do with first off is recognize that something is happening. Recognize that something is happening and choose, choose to think about 
What else could be causing your reaction other than the person that you're around at that moment? Could it be that I haven't dealt with something and not my friend who's just responded to, to, to something or just saying something about her life or his life, something they've heard, something they've seen, and we get mad. Maybe it's not because of them. Maybe it's not, you know, uh, your husband. Maybe it's not your children. Something else can be responsible for you emotionally shutting down, for you going into a rage, for you going into a state of depression. So, First thing today, first acclamation or the, the, the proclamation for the day, the affirmation for the day, the first one. Today, I commit to accepting responsibility for my own emotions. I'm not going to put the blame on someone else for how I feel. I'm not going to hold other people hostage to my past. Good morning, Shonda. Good morning, Shabria. I'm not going to hold anybody else hostage as a result of my past. Because we can do it. I held my husband responsible for my emotions. When it was not his fault, it was not his responsibility. It was not his emotions. He was not the one acting out without explaining what was going on, what was happening. It was all me. But it's so easy for us to put that responsibility on other people and then to make matters worse we don't like to give an explanation for why we just start crying out of nowhere everybody doesn't understand everybody doesn't know the depth of that pain everybody doesn't know that hardship or that struggle that's your past that's your emotion that's your life that's your trigger good morning Beulah. and i struggled i'm talking about for real for real Excuse me. I really, really struggle because, you know, holding hands as man is like a, it's the universal, almost outside of hugging. I think it's the most universal sign of love and of intimacy, uh, especially being out and about inside as well, but also being out. You know, when you walk around, you see people holding hands in the mall. You see people holding hands in the restaurant. You see people holding hands walking down the streets. It doesn't matter where you go, whether it's here, whether it's, it's Europe, it's Italy. You see people doing this, and I was ruining. I was ruining those moments because I didn't know how to deal with the emotions. I was ruining the moments because I didn't know how to fight through the pain. I didn't know how to fight through the emotions. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to make myself, cause myself to snap back from, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to force myself out of that emotional state. And I had to recognize, good morning, Miss Corey. I had to recognize that if I don't figure out a way to deal with this, not to get over it, but if I don't figure out a way to deal with these triggers, it is going to cause the death of my marriage. It is going to call, it is going to stifle this relationship. We're not going to go any further because all, all I can, all I can think, all I can smell, all I can see, all I can feel is the emotions that came from my pastor as he rubbed the back of my hand and it was not those moments those intimate moments those times of expressing of love and expressing of feelings that 
came from my husband to me. Those were our moments that I was allowing someone else to dictate. Those were my moments. Those were our moments that we should be cherishing, not regretting. So I said, okay, how do I fix this? How do I fix this before I lose him? How do I fix this before before I run him off? How do I fix this before he gets fed up? How do I fix this before we break down? How do I fix this before I lose the best thing that could ever happen to me because I can't get past the worst thing that's ever happened to me? Woo! Good morning, Lawanda. Woo! How do I fix this good? This is good. How do I fix this? So I don't lose the best thing that has ever happened to me because I cannot get past or get beyond or deal with or overcome the worst thing that's happened to me. Don't let the worst thing that's happened to you destroy the best thing that's happened to you. Don't let the worst thing that's happened to you destroy the best thing that's happened to you. We're dealing with triggers. Good morning, Gatlin. Good morning, honey. And many times we are we 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 are guilty and don't know what's going on because we we don't take time to say, okay, let me stop rationalizing and putting the blame on him when it's not him. It's it's really me still battling with how to control my emotions. So again, we be we sit there and he. He rub on the back of my hand and it would just be over. So today, my question for you, my dearly beloved friends, my beautiful people, do you know what it is that triggers you? Because the first thing you have to do is you have to, again, recognize that something's happening and be able to appropriate um, blame or responsibility correctly. Don't misappropriate blame for your triggers. Man, I remember... I remember like it was yesterday how we would sit and when he rubbed the back of my hand, listen at me, let me talk to you. He rubbed the back of my hand and I started sweating. I started breathing fast. My heart rate went up. I got a knot in my stomach. I started feeling some type of way. I could feel, I could feel the change in my emotions, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Have you ever been like that where you felt yourself you felt your emotions changing. Come here, somebody. You felt your emotions changing, but you couldn't do nothing. At least you didn't feel you could do anything. You felt that overwhelming heat, sensation of heat come across you, but you didn't know how to, how to make it stop or how to deal with it or how not to let it affect you. But the first thing you got to do Oh, well, the second thing, if we're looking at the first thing, the first thing that we, we heard to do was accept the responsibility for our own emotions. The second thing, recognize the change in your emotions as soon as they're happening. As soon as you feel it happening, you got to recognize it. Don't act like you don't feel what you feel. And it's okay to acknowledge what you're feeling. I strongly believe, I strongly believe, good morning, Phil, I strongly believe that, <coughs> excuse me, that if I would have expressed what was, what was happening in me, it, it was so painful what was happening in me that if I would have told him, honey, the reason why I snatch away has nothing to do with you. Even if I don't express the experience, whoo, listen, listen, this finna be good. This finna be good. 
Even if I don't express the experience, express the emotion. No, let me change that. Even if I don't express the experience, explain the emotion. Woo! Even, somebody please write that down so I don't have to, if y'all don't mind, somebody help me out. Even, good morning, Kimberly, Michelle. Go, oh, good morning, Kim. Good morning, DeAndre. Even if you don't express the experience, explain the emotion. I believe if those moments that I was being triggered and those emotions that came back as a result of the molestation, even if I didn't express the experience to my husband, at least explain to him that these are emotions that's caused by the molestation. This has nothing to do with you. I'm not over it. I'm still dealing with it. It's still painful. I believe he would have felt, good morning, Erica. I believe he would have felt much better about himself as well as much better, much better about me. Because sometimes we can make other people, especially our spouses and our children, we can make other people feel less. We can, uh, thank you, um, uh, Felicia. We can make them feel, uh, diminished as people when it's not about them. It's not about them, but we, we don't, we don't explain our emotions. So all they do is think it's, it's my fault. When you just abruptly break out in uncontrollable sorrow, your spouse don't know if it's, if, now, yes, you may say he should know or she should know, but it, some of these things can catch them so off guard that they, they're not, they're not, they're not thinking about that. They're not, and you, and, 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 and we, again, back to what we said earlier, we have to accept the responsibility for our own emotion. Hey, I need a minute. Not a whole day, not a whole month, not a whole week. Cause you're married. You got a spouse. I need a moment. I just, I need a moment. This, it has nothing to do with you. It's me. It's me. Recognize the change in your emotions as soon as you feel them happening. Period. Then the next thing we need to do is determine. Listen, this is good. This just rocked me. Determine if what you're feeling is a current threat or a trigger from a bad memory. Is what's happening. Good morning, Carolyn. Is what's happening, what I'm feeling right now, is, this, is am I feeling what I'm feeling because of a current threat or is this a trigger from a bad memory? There's a difference. Is your husband the threat? Is your wife the current threat? Or is it a bad memory? Don't let a bad memory cause you to be defensive to your moment. Don't let... Oh, my God, don't let a bad memory cause you to be defensive to your current moment. Your current moment may not be your threat. Do not let a bad memory. Lord, have mercy. I got to almost get out of here. Do not let a bad memory cause you to be defensive to your current moment when it's unnecessary. You're defensive when it's not a moment to be defensive. Good morning, Beverly. It's not a current threat. You're having dinner. You're at the movies. You're on the couch. You chilling. You riding bikes. You walking. You're on the go-kart. You're on the motorcycle. You're on the Polaris. Oh, my God. And if it's not a current threat, stop shooting bullets. If it's
responsible for their past. Don't hold them responsible to your past. Stop shooting bullets if it's not a current threat. That's excessive force in my world. If it's if a person is no longer a threat, I can't shoot. I don't care how bad I'm feeling, how painful it is, how scared I am, how afraid I am, how stressed out I am. The moment that the threat is over, I can no longer shoot. So I want to encourage somebody this morning. Stop shooting your husband over something that he did five years ago. Stop shooting at people for something they did 10 years ago. Stop shooting at something that's no longer a threat. I can't shoot somebody standing in front of me because I can't get over a bad memory of an officer being shot somewhere else. That's no excuse. Don't shoot me for something somebody else did. Woo! Lord, have mercy. Stop shooting at people. Stop firing off anger. Stop spitting razor blades at people who's not a threat to you. As a result of a completely, of a completely different, completely different issue. And just because a trigger happens doesn't mean you have to pull the trigger. Doesn't mean you have to subject to it. Doesn't mean you have to submit to it. Once you start feeling yourself dealing with these emotions and dealing with these triggers and it happens and it brings things back fresh up to your mind. And even if it doesn't bring, I know a lot of us, we deal with suppressed emotions. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to deal with it. We just go act like it didn't happen. We just want to act, be, we want to be silent and that's fine. If you want to be silent, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to confront it. You don't want to address it. That's okay. That is okay. That is okay. But what I will say to you is this. Whenever the trigger happens, you got to make sure you don't let it all pop out at one time. And then you cause yourself to lose everything because you're not willing to give up that one thing. Good morning, Pam Jackson. Good morning, baby girl. You got to learn to deal with it. You got to address it. I had to realize that although... I had, a I had a negative stereotype formed in my head about pastors that my husband is not that pastor. I'm going to tell you, it was very difficult now whenever, whenever, because I had been molested. And after we started, he was a deacon in the church at that time. You have to read the book to find out the whole story about that. But whenever he said God called him in the ministry to be a pastor, man, I was like, oh, we were, we were slated to get married in May. We, we did get married in May, but in March, of 1996 March of 1996 the Lord called him to be a minister and everything in me man I'm telling you everything in me all of my emotions went stupid all of my emotions went crazy because I was negatively connected to the position this is a pastor and all pastors are crazy all pastors are are, are you know I had my stereotypes I had to realize what one pastor, what one leader, what one one person who I respected did to me was not indicative that everybody else in that position was going to do the same thing. Good morning, Miss Shonda. That everybody else was not going to do the same thing. Good morning, Jazz. Again, we got to stop shooting at people who are not a threat to us as a result of a bad memory. So once you once you once you realize that. 
The emotions that you're feeling is not from a current threat, but from a bad memory. You have to shift your emotions away from that traumatic experience. Shift your emotions away from that bad memory. If you don't want to ruin the day, if you don't want to taint the moment, you we have to learn to shift our emotions. Think about something different. The moment your mind starts going to it, the moment you get triggered, when you start feeling those emotions, that's your body, that's everything in you letting you know, hey, I'm about to go there. I'm about to go there, and I don't want to go there. Now, some people are feeling, have that I'm about to go there moment, and they don't care. They just continue on the continuum, and they just go with it. Good morning, Pam. But whenever you don't want to go there, you'll shift your emotions away from the traumatic experience. Even if you got to talk to yourself like that little engine that could. Whenever he started going up the mountain and he didn't feel, he didn't feel that he had it in him to go up. Good morning, Marie. What he said, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself and say, I think I can. I'm moving away from this. Nope, 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 nope. Not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. You ain't got to say it out loud, but you could be saying these things inside your head. I'm not going there. You do. I'm not going to let you, even if you got to talk to it. Good morning, Mike. Even if you got to talk to it, I'm not going to let you ruin this moment. This is our anniversary. I'm not letting you ruin this night. This is date night. I'm not going to let you ruin this moment. This is chill time. I'm not going to let you ruin this moment. You no longer have control over me. I have control over my own emotions. I accept the responsibility for how I'm going to feel. And I'm not going to let something from 20 years ago dictate my life. Not anymore. Good morning, old Beatrice. Today, I commit to accepting responsibility for my own actions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's wrong. I'm, I'm just, we're the same thing too. But today, I commit to accepting responsibility for my own actions. I'm not misappropriating blame. I'm not going to hold anybody else responsible for my emotional decisions. I'm not going to let this from 20 years ago I'm not gonna let you ruin this moment for me this is my moment this is my time this is the best of my life I'm in the prime of my life this is the best I felt in a long time I'm not going to let you ruin this I'm not going to let you ruin this I'm accepting responsibility I'm taking control I'm running the show now I'm running my emotions now so anyway, today we're talking about triggers. That's all the time I got. I got to get out of Dodge, y'all. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I hope I said something this morning that will really, really help you today. And again, as I think it was Love Day that said, uh, these this is stuff that just can apply to every area of your life and not just, you know, not just to your personal life. Good morning to my brother, Mike Henderson. Not just to your emotional life, but on your job, every other place in your life. You're in control of your own emotions. Take control. Accept responsibility for your own actions. Recognize the change in your emotions as soon as they start. Determine if what you're feeling is a current threat or a bad memory. Is it a current threat or a trigger from a bad memory? And if it's a trigger from a bad memory then don't shoot. 
stop shooting, stop spitting. And then once you realize that it's not a current threat and that it is a trigger from a bad memory, shift your emotions away from that traumatic experience or that bad experience. And one thing that I want to repeat that the Lord dropped on me while we were doing this and you guys typed it in that just really blessed me. Even if you don't express the experience, explain the emotions. Even if you don't express the experience, explain the emotions. Let people know why you're responding the way you're responding. Even if you don't go into great details about what happened. Good morning, yeah. So I encourage you, deal with the the triggers. Heal. Heal and move forward. Heal and move forward. You can never change what you've been through, but you can always change how you respond to what you've been through. You can never change what you've been through, but you can always respond. Change how you respond to what you've been through.